It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With more than 50 corn lines to choose from, Stein offers elite genetics with a broad range of traits. Stein has yield. Yield plus choice. Learn more at steinseed.com. Get more with Stein. When it comes to soybean breeding, more generations equals additional yield. 2.2% more yield per generation. By introducing more new genetics faster than any other seed company, Stein delivers on the Stein has yield promise. For elite genetics paired with simple, flexible, and effective weed control, plant Stein Enlist E3 soybeans. Stein has yield. Yield plus advantage. Learn more at steinseed.com. What's up, what's happening, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight, I just wanted to start this episode off with thanking each and every one of you for listening to this podcast, the love and support. I greatly appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And if you could, just go follow the YouTube page, the Facebook page, the Twitter page, at the Uptempo Pod. Uh, it would it would mean a lot if you could leave a review for us to let us know how we're doing. But tonight, we are here with our co-host, Dustin Smith, and we are here to recap the 74-71 loss that just occurred out in Los Angeles. Uh, Auburn basketball falls to 9-2 and on the year. It was a tough loss, a lot of turnovers, but I think there's something to learn from tonight. Uh, Trey Donaldson, tip the cap, kid. Uh, keep showing out. Hopefully you get some more minutes coming up here uh, soon in, in the in the next few games here, and, and we head into SEC play on a positive note. So I, I think this team has a little something to grow on in this game. Wendell Green not playing as much with the ankle uh, really allowed Trey Donaldson to get out there, feel loose, feel comfortable, and we will talk about all of this on this episode of the Uptempo Podcast, and we will also get Dustin's thoughts on the exciting times on the Plains with the football program. A lot of big-time recruits visiting this weekend, a lot of transfer portal guys coming in. I feel like this football program is full steam ahead with Brother Hugh at the reins, and what an amazing job he has done. Just a short amount of time he's been on the job. He has flipped this thing from bottoms up, man. I mean, just at the very bottom. I mentioned it during the season. It felt like we were a sinking ship down to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, right? And now I just feel I feel energetic. I love to talk 
about Auburn football again. I don't turn my back when somebody's talking about this subject. I get excited because I see these guys on Twitter, these high school kids, these high school coaches. They're, they're all talking about the effort that the staff is putting in. Hugh Freeze, Cadillac. Remember what I told you, people. Cadillac Williams saved this football program. And, and he turned it over to Hugh Freeze, and now they're working together. They're tag-teaming it. So all these all this talent that, that, that they're bringing in. Look, some of these guys aren't going to commit to Auburn. But that's not what it's about. It's about the future. It's about next year. You go out and you win eight games next year. It's about that recruiting cycle. And then it goes to the next year. You go out and you win nine or ten games that year. And then it's about that following recruiting cycle. That's what it's about, man. The energy is electric. It's top-notch. And Brother Hugh, right? if you haven't been on the train, you might want to get on the train because we're proud supporters of Brother Hugh and the job that his staff is doing right now with Auburn recruiting. So we can't wait to talk about that. We're going to get Dustin in here on the phone line and get ready to go. We will catch you in just a bit. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and tonight we're here with our co-host, Dustin Smith. Dustin, man, I know we're here to talk about the Auburn Tigers, but first I wanted to ask you how your Sunday was going, your weekend was going, man, and uh, what have you been up to? It's been good, man. Um, Besides, you know, the end of the year out, hope everybody's having good holidays and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh. Sunday started off well. Hugh Freeze cooking. Hugh Freeze doing his thing. And uh, all the optimism, we're going to get into all that, swirling around the football program right now. And um, my pucks jumped out to a 17-0 lead early in the second quarter. And uh, I was feeling good. And then Auburn basketball was about to tip off. So, you know. Had two TVs going in the living room. Life was life was great. <laughs> oh, and then man. from there, uh, it all kind of fell. All kind of fell apart. Tampa mm. had a Suckaneers type performance in the second half, committing five turnovers. Um, Tom Brady fumbling handoffs, all kind of things. So that was that. And then, like we'll get into. Uh, speaking of turnovers, <laughs> Auburn basketball commits 23 turnovers. So that's how my Sunday has been. Mm. My Sunday has been full of turnovers. Blake, how about yours? Mm, man, you know, Dustin, I sat down today. I watched a little NFL, NFL red zone, and I watched the Cowboys choke one away. Um, I mean, that was talk about turnovers there, and and you know, I mean, it's just been a turnover type Sunday, man. Um, I watched the the Jets just hand one to the Lions. Uh, it's it's been. Motor City Dan Campbell got them boys rolling. Yeah, enjoy. I love it. Yeah, man. How about Jared Goff too? Jared Goff, man, uh, got traded away from the Rams and gets over there to Detroit, and just uh, just. You know, strolling alone, man. That offense, I know they didn't do a whole lot today, but that offense is electric, man. The Saints pick up a win. Uh, one guy that I, I really want to talk about before we get into our college stuff and Auburn stuff, man, is, is Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. Dustin, man, I am I know he played at Alabama, you know, and 
I just want to tip my cap to this guy and just show him all the love and appreciation that he deserves, man, because this was a dude that lost his job at Alabama to Tua. And he sat around for an extra year, and he bought his time. He didn't get to play a whole lot. He come in in the SEC championship game and saved Tua. And the next year, he said, hey, I'm transferring to Oklahoma. Going to go out here with Lincoln Riley. Going to master the quarterback position. And hopefully I get drafted. And he gets drafted. He's in the pros now. Gets Devontae Smith uh, right up there in Philadelphia. And now he's got A.J. Brown. And they're cooking. They're cooking, Dustin. And, you know, he comes out today. He throws two picks. Uh, he wasn't playing well. And then all of a sudden, man, it's just like a, a, a light switch. It just flipped on. And bang, he was back to MVP Jalen. And I feel like all these people, man, they were, they've were they always been so against Jalen. And now, don't hop on the train, all right? Don't come on the Jalen Hurts train if you haven't been there, okay? Uh, and and that, can, that can be to Alabama fans, anybody, man. I don't care. Like, the dude has been through the grind. And one point that I'm trying to make here, Dustin, is all these people coming – out and saying, well, if this guy hits the transfer portal, he doesn't want to grind and compete. Well, look, Jalen Hurts, there wasn't a transfer portal when he when he transferred, but he transferred. And it wasn't about grinding and competing. It was about furthering himself in his athletic career. It was about going to a guy that is a quarterback guru and a the the top offensive mind in college football to learn under just give me one year man to learn under you and put me under your wing so I can get drafted into the NFL and I just hear so many people man that want to say well if this guy enters the portal he quit on his team he doesn't want to grind and compete he doesn't have a work ethic and one guy that I watch every single Sunday lead his team. He's got the hardest work ethic you will ever see. We've seen all the the videos of him squatting 700 pounds. And he's a he's a flat out leader, Dustin. And I'm just kind of tired of the the narrative of when a guy hits the transfer portal, it's it's just well, he didn't want to compete. He he's soft. He's quitting on his team. And I look at a guy like Jalen, man, and he is just he's the NFL MVP. And he is exactly what I would want my son to grow up and be like. And I just wanted to get that off my chest tonight, man, because uh, it's been, you know, it's been going around. I'm just kind of tired of all these people downing collegiate athletes for entering the portal, man. And and Jalen Hurts is a guy that I look at and I say, hey, he transferred, but I absolutely love him, man. Uh, what he's done with his career. And how he's leading the Eagles, um, it's it's off the charts, Dustin. Yeah, he uh, most respected Jalen. I want to talk about the other quarterback in that game, another guy that transferred as well, the decision that ended up being, because Graham, I felt your point, Justin Fields. Yep. Um, look at the team that's building. I'm, this, is not, this is not me knocking Jalen at all. Because uh, in the NFL – one player is not going to make that much of a difference. you got to have a team. Mm-hmm. So look at the team that's been built around Jalen Hurts and look at the system that they put around him for him to succeed. Mm-hmm. And then look at what the Bears have done to Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. 
Did you see that touchdown run? Dude. This kid is electric, man. They got to get him weapons, Dustin. Every, Blake, every receiver that catches a pass for the Bears, I go, well, I've never heard of that guy. (laughs) That's so true. I watch football all Saturday and all Sunday, man. If I haven't heard of you, it just, it's crazy. And they refuse to draft a lineman. I mean, yep. the Chicago Bears, were dra- they draft tight ends from Notre Dame like it's going out of style. Yep. And uh, linebackers from Northern Illinois. And there's nothing wrong with that. But get the guys some weapons. Yep. Draft some SEC players. Um, when they do draft some SEC players, they trade them away. <laughs> so get Justin Fields some help. He's already on his second coach and all that, new GM and all that. And I hope he doesn't get left out to dry where, you know, the new GM wants to get his guy, the coach wants to get his guy. I think Justin Fields has a lot of talent. I think that he's – I know when I quit watching that game, there was 12 minutes ago in the third quarter, and he had already been sacked six times. Mm. So get the guys some help, man. He got beat up last year, and you see it. Him and Jalen Hurts have a similar style. Yeah. Uh, put the system around a guy like that to be successful and give him some weapons. But Dustin, man, I thought that I thought that Fields he transferred and you know he's soft and he just he doesn't have a work ethic and all that stuff, man. He he's selfish and he doesn't want to grind to compete, man, because he transferred. You know, uh, I think that is one thing that we have to kill talking about, man. Is like. You know, Justin Fields, he transferred, all right? He bettered himself. He went to Ohio State. He broke records. He got drafted. Now the Bears have to do what they need to do to get a team around him because, like you were talking about, how he broke out of that and went down the sidelines, man, and cut back to his right and just you don't see quarterbacks making those plays, man. Him and Jalen, like you said, they have a lot of similarities and they're two bright spots in the league, man. So uh, kudos to those two guys. We I know we wanted to shout those two guys out. But, Dustin, man, we're, we're hopping into the Auburn basketball side of things. The Auburn Tigers fall 74-71. to It was a tough one, Dustin, man. Uh, just give me your just give me your all around thoughts on this game. Uh, looking at everything that happened, I know Auburn went into half on a hot run. Uh, they went up a couple right there. Uh, I think they scored the last ten points of the first half. Uh, I thought we were on the way, Dustin. I really did. I went back and looked um, at my well look at it uh, preseason. I actually had us losing these two conference games. I thought that I only had us losing or not conference games. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I thought I only thought we were losing in Memphis. Um, you know, listen, this team is going to lose. <laughs> we're going to lose some games. We're going to mm-hmm. lose eight, nine, ten games, maybe. Yeah. Um, three pointers, thirty-five percent. That's kind of where you want to be. Field or for us, we'll take that anytime, right? Forty-seven uh, percent from the field. It's the turnovers. That's yeah. what stands out to me. Is the turnovers. And you worried about it coming into the game without having Wendell. You're going in there with, you know, a, a freshman. And Trey played well. Uh, like a lot of our team, unfortunately, he got into foul trouble. I'm sure we'll get into that. But tough environment. A really tough listen if you're watching on TV. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. But 
all in all, Blake, before I let you go, uh, I just, as long as we win Wednesday versus Washington, mm-hmm. I don't think it's not that big of a deal. It could be. Mm-hmm. But like me and you were talking off air, it's just, it's not like football. Um, every loss, it doesn't like, oh, it just doesn't hold that weight. Listen, there's definitely things to be concerned about. I'm not saying we should write this one off and all that kind of thing, but let's just see how we play Wednesday. I think it's a tough trip to come out West and play in these two, you know, two tough environments. If we split and then we have that loss versus Memphis, it's not ideal to have two non-conference losses, but it's not the end of the world. We're not, we have plenty of time to figure these things out. Just today, I thought the effort was there. I thought the hustle was there, which are some things that, to be honest with you, I thought for a large portion of the Jammer Georgia State, I thought that we're lacking was energy and hustle. I mean, Georgia State worked us re- on the rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they worked us in the second chance. They worked us in the hustle points. Um, and that also took place versus Memphis. So it, it wasn't a trend. You know, it didn't, it didn't become a trend tonight. Uh, I thought we hustled. I thought we played hard. I just thought you didn't have your starting point guard. Um, but that the offense kind of runs through and that showed you committed 23 turnovers on the road and you're not going to win games committing 23 turnovers on the road. You're exactly right, Dustin. 23 turnovers, man. And look, Dustin, this USC team, they're a good basketball team. I know a lot of people are going to point out that they did lose to Florida Gulf Coast in their very first game of the year. They lost 74 to 61. Uh, they played Tennessee tight, Dustin. Uh, Tennessee beat them 73-66. They also lost to Wisconsin 64-59. to So, this is, a, this is a good basketball team. USC is a tournament team. Right? They're going to make the NCAA tournament. My problem tonight, like you said, turnovers, Dustin. We don't take care of the basketball. We're sloppy. We are so sloppy. Uh, it, it Offense is tough. It, it's so hard to come by. Like I was telling you off air. Yeah, man, uh, extremely familiar. And like I was telling you off air, some possessions we get down and we get into ISO basketball. Katie Johnson sits there and he dribbles. All right, He goes left right into the baseline, Dustin, and there's nowhere to go. And then he tries to kick the ball out across the floor and he throws it three three rows up into the stands. It's stuff like that, man. You you you're sitting there dribbling the the shot clock out. You go left. There's nowhere to go. You can't pick up your dribble, so you get up in the air. And guess what? Bang! You picked up your dribble, and you have nowhere to go. All right. So what do you do? You throw it across court. There's nobody there. You throw it three feet and three rows into the stands. So it, it's stuff like that, man. We we just we don't have a guy, Dustin. We don't have a guy. And that is my thing. Last year, we had a guy. We had Jabari that we could go to in late games, close games like this, and we could say, hey, go get us a bucket. I think Flan tried to be that guy tonight. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Late at the very end, um, you know, they reviewed his shot right there. It looked like a three comeback. Toe was on the line. I think that hurt us a little bit. But my biggest thing, Dustin, is we have to get Jalen Williams the ball more, man. There is no way that he should only be shooting the ball five times, Dustin. There's no way, man. If we get the ball to Jalen Moore tonight, we win this basketball game, Dustin. I truly believe that, man. That little pop action right there, right there at the free throw line, it, it, it's 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 almost money every single time they run it, man. He catches it right there at the free throw line, makes one little drop step, turnaround hook, and he hits it. He hits it 80% of the time, Dustin. I mean, it is it is almost guaranteed a bucket, and we just don't run it. We don't run it, and and, and you know, I don't know. I don't know. It it looks difficult, man. I think the one bright spot is Trey Donaldson, though. I think Wendell being down and out tonight kind of allowed him to play loose, him know that, hey, I'm going to be on the floor, all right? Um, Wendell's hurt his ankle. He he tried to go. It just it just didn't happen, man. It wasn't his night. So I think that did allow us to see the real Trey Donaldson. I think it allowed him to play free and just basically go out there and he tried to earn his minutes. And I think he did that, Dustin. Yeah, and I think he's done it in the last couple of opportunities that he's got. He's shown, hey, I'm this guy. And me and you and Gray talked about it last week. Um, and then in the two games this week, it's come to pass. So we talked about should Trey get more minutes over chance. Mm-hmm. And um, light on cue, obviously yep. Bruce was, you know, thinking that. And it was it was obvious to see, okay, let's give this a uh, – no pun intended, let's give someone else a chance here because this just isn't working. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> kind of hard to avoid it right there. I apologize. And, uh, but, uh, Trey has taken his opportunity. And you kind of, the thing I love about Trey is you see that four star safety and, you know, you see that mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey's physical. And in the game versus Georgia State, we were kind of getting thrown around for a little bit. Uh, we were kind of getting bodied, especially at the guard. And Trey came in and, and he stopped that. Mm-hmm. So, right now, and you saw it again tonight, unfortunately. Chance, just something's off right now with Chance. Yep. So, and I wouldn't mind Wendell not playing. If he's good to go Wednesday to let him go. But if it's still questionable, you know, do it again. Yeah. Um, 
just don't commit 23 turnovers and you win the game. And I'm with you 100% on Jalen. Bruce said it right after the season was over last year. We're building the team through Jalen. Everyone's talked about it. Okay, well, let's do it. Yep. Because like you said, his double drop step hook, it's unstoppable. Yep. And the thing that, about that is these teams scout, these teams watch, especially right now when you've got all these days in between these non-conference games. You've got plenty of time. Yep. They know Jalen's running that. They know it. They've got it in their scouting report. You can hear the coaches every time on the opposing team screaming, watch it, watch that, and he, and he does it. It's so effective. He's so good. Um, I don't know if it's in his DNA. I don't know if it's in his makeup. But we're at the point right now, it's going to have to be. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to make Jalen, man, you've got to be more assertive or we've got to call more plays for him. Something. Because like you talk about, the hero ball, it's not working. And it doesn't work. It's not just tonight. It hasn't worked. It doesn't work when Wendell's in either. This isn't just because Wendell wasn't there tonight. Yep. Uh, it, it wouldn't have been any different. Wendell would have dribbled the ball out and then shot a shot from the half court and he makes one in 15, so everyone calls him Logo Win. <laughs> and that's just what it would have been. So this is a problem. It's been a problem. And committing 23 point, uh, turnovers, you still score 71 points. You still only lose by three on the road to a good team. So there's time to clear these things up, but we're getting to that point where some of this stuff is like, come on, man. This just, you got to, it's got to get cleaned up in the half court. Yep. And, uh, I love Bruce Pearl. He's the best thing to happen to Auburn basketball probably ever. Uh, but with that being said, he's not hes not beyond criticism. And I think that in the offseason, not adding a shooter yep. was, was not the move. And I think that so far this season, we have seen there is a problem. And I haven't really seen a whole lot to fix that problem. Now, what I'm talking about is when it slows down, when we're in the half court on offense, there just doesn't really seem to be a smooth. There needs to be more off-ball screens. Like you mm-hmm. talked about, we need to be a certain Jalen Moore in the post. There's just different things that we should be trying. I mean, we ran a set versus Georgia State where Flan comes around off of a nice screen and – he drives a hole. Now, he missed a lot up the layup. But the point being, we actually ran something in the half court that took a couple seconds to set up. Yep. And it got us a wide open look. And then we didn't run anything like that for five, six more minutes. I, I just not – I don't really understand why that is. We don't have the players. We don't have the Jared Harpers and the Bryce Browns that can kind of freestyle it and get you a three. And if they if they don't do well in that possession, it doesn't matter because Big Chuma's going to grab the rebound and put it up. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. And we don't have Jabari to fix it when it gets out of hand. Yep. And if he misses, Walker's down there to clean up that mess. That's not there right now. So Bruce needs to do a little bit of a better job when we get into these half-court situations of getting our guys looks and putting them in position. And, I mean... Jalen Williams has to have more than five shots. Mm, man. 
he hit a three tonight. He hit a three tonight, and he didn't shoot another one. He needs to shoot three or four a game. Yes, yes, man, yes. He, he shot one tonight. He made it, and he didn't shoot another one, man. And and I feel like he's been one of our best. Like I think you said it last week with Gray on here. Uh, Jalen has been one of our our purest three point shooters this year, and him only getting five shots, man, is a travesty. And I I just think back, we lost by three, man, and. You get Jalen shots up to even if he takes nine or ten shots, Dustin. Like, like get his shots up, man. Start giving the man touches. He has earned those touches, Dustin. But my thing, one thing I wanted to ask you, Dustin, is, is Auburn Auburn falls to nine and two on the year, right? Are we somewhat overreacting as a fan base with being nine and two because? Of what all this program has accomplished, you know, you look back at 2019, the Final Four, uh, 2020, I think could have possibly been another Final Four team. I think they were pretty destined to go Sweet 16, Elite Eight, possibly Final Four. Um, you know that 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 defense on that 2020 team with Okoro and all those guys, man, they were they were deadly. I think that was a deep run tournament team. Uh, we take a step back in 2021 with Sharif Cooper, and then we come out and 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 you know we. I don't know, man. I don't want to say it like this. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say we underachieved last year. Because we got knocked out in the second round, but you know we got in the regular season, man. We were ranked number one in the country. We come out of that fast start. We were undefeated. Uh, I mean, everything was looking like Auburn was going to the Final Four last year, and then we come out this year, and we lose two games. All right, we lose to Memphis, we lose to USC, which are both which are both tournament teams. Dustin, there's no denying that both of these teams tournament teams. But the record now, instead of being eleven and zero, it's nine and two. Are people overreacting to that? Are people uh, just kind of panicking, starting to hit the panic button? We're nine and two, uh, no quad one victories. What's going on? I, I just I gotta ask you that, man. Yes, <laughs> yes, everybody mm-hmm. is overreacting. Um, does anybody remember Josh Wallace at point guard? Mm. How about Frankie Sullivan? <laughs> How about Chris Denson or Alan Payne? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> look, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's uh, I think it's probably just a football mindset. We're a football fan base. We're a football school, mm-hmm. and. We're still new to this basketball thing overall. There wasn't a lot of people at those final years of birdies. Um, I know because I was there. Uh, there's a lot of empty seats, though. And I remember some of those, you know, those Jefferson Pilot games versus Mississippi State. And I remember a game versus Alabama where I think it ended 48 to 46, and we scored like six or seven points in the second half. So it's just not a lot of. Uh, those were very empty crowds in those days. Yep. So there's a lot of new Auburn basketball fans is what I'm saying. And, but even if you're new, think back to 2019, mm-hmm. a team 
there was a point in time when that team was projected outside looking in the tournament. Yep. With not that long left in the season. Yeah. Uh, so there's just there's so much time to go, man. And really, you saw it last year with us having this, such a great regular season, but not playing well going into the into the dance. Mm-hmm. Um. So there, yeah, there's plenty of time. Guys are healthy, you know, other than Wendell's little little ankle sprain or whatever it is. So everything's gonna be okay. The thing that I the thing that I do like. A positive take out, and I'm not again. I'm not trying to look over a loss. I don't want to lose the USC in anything, <laughs> and I don't know. You know, it's not an opportunity you have that often. It's kind of like that's what bugged me so bad about Penn State and football. I was like, damn it, dude, we're not. We're not going to play Penn State in a, in a long time. We're yep. never going to be in Happy Valley again for the whiteout. That was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you don't, I don't like going out to USC and losing. You don't get to go out there that often, but we have so many opportunities on our schedule to give big wins. We play Alabama twice and yeah, me and you talked about it right now, looking at it, that's a scary, that's a scary deal. Yeah. But I can think of times very, very recently where we were playing a lot better basketball than Alabama. Yeah. And they gave us a run, if not beat us. So mm-hmm. we've got plenty of opportunities to make, to put big wins on our resume. And the two losses that we have, they're not losses that are going to kill you. Yep. And Blake, oh, the final point on this, I watched a lot of basketball this weekend. It was a great slate. Mm-hmm. This was, What a great sports weekend. Um, just action everywhere. This first slate of NFL games today was awesome. Great college basketball, bowl games, NFL yesterday. It's been a lot yep. of fun. But watching a lot of those basketball games, and I watch a lot of the SEC teams, nobody's perfect, buddy. Yeah. They've all got glaring issues. They've all got problems, and a lot of them struggle on offense. I watched LSU. They had a long spurt where they couldn't score. I watched a couple of Alabama games now. They score a lot of points. But they seem to be giving up a lot of points, too. Yeah, they didn't play defense at all yesterday. <laughs> like, man, a lot of teams have issues, man. Yeah. So, it's, there's not a perfect college basketball team out there right now. Mm-hmm. We live in our little Auburn cocoon. And I love it, and that's great. But a lot of problems, a lot of issues. There's not, Kentucky, they're not perfect. So, Tennessee Ooh, is not perfect. No, we, we've got plenty of time, man. Yeah, Kentucky, man. Do you, you know. I watched about a, a seven-minute stretch with them against UCLA. And without Shebway, man, under the basket, they just – they have nothing, man. It, it looks ext- it looks about like us. It's extremely difficult. Uh, they struggle on the offensive end. They really don't have a shooter. Um, you know, they don't – they didn't have a guy against UCLA that could go get a bucket, man. And it was just a, a – you know – it was a struggle. It was a struggle. So uh, you were definitely right about that, Dustin, uh, in my opinion, man. Uh, w- one thing that you left out on that that glorious slate of sports this weekend was the World Cup final, Dustin. Uh, what an absolute gem of a soccer match that was, man. Uh, I know I know you're not big on, on soccer, but, man, I woke up this morning – 
and had to fit that one into the schedule. Argentina and France just uh, any you know Argentina jumps out two to nothing and Killian Mbappe comes back and he, dude scores two goals in ninety seconds to to tie it up, man, and goes into PKs and. Uh, Argentina's keeper, he clutches up and wins it for him, man. So, uh, it like you said, it was a great slate of sports all around. And and I know we live in our Auburn cocoon, and I absolutely love it. I wouldn't change it. But big things on the plains, Dustin. And I want to switch over from basketball to football, man, because I know Brother Hugh, the one, the only, man, has been lighting the trail on fire for the Auburn Tigers, Dustin. Uh, I just got to get your thoughts. Uh, just first, before we start talking about the players and the commitments and the flips and all that, man, just get your thoughts on the energy and the positivity that Brother Hugh Freeze has created around this program. It's refreshing. It's <laughs> just so refreshing. You know, and Gus was a good recruiter. Like, the end result with Gus as far as recruiting was always good. Yep especially on defense. And, it's you know, at the end of the day, if whether you're an offensive coach or not, as far as recruiting goes, it's your job to finish the deal and get the kids there. Mm-hmm. So Gus did that. Gus brought in good classes. Now, whether they developed or not, that's another story. But brought in high-ranked classes, um, brought in plenty of talent. But he didn't, man, we've never had a guy that gets kids after like you. Mm. Uh, we've said it before, you know, if he doesn't like recruiting, then he is really good at faking. I think he <laughs> likes it. Yeah, he likes it. I think he likes it, man. Of course. Like, whether he, let's say he doesn't like it. He understands how important it is. Yep. All right. So first off, I want to shout out to Tyler Johnson, the, uh, he committed last week. Mm-hmm. He got his bump up to a four-star, so that's a four-star tackle. Um, we saw what he did with Connor Lou. I don't think we've recorded. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Since that happened, have we? No, we have not. Okay, well, listen. Uh, I was pissed over the summer because that guy was a lock. Yep. And he was a lock because of the aviation program. He's been clear from the get go that's what he wanted. We lost Connor Lou and he, because he's not, at, he's not asking for a ton of money. Mm-hmm. He just wanted what he would have got NIL wise anywhere else. And our head coach at the time just thought that wasn't important 
he didn't, he didn't care. He didn't want guys. He just didn't care. He didn't want guys that were concerned about that. He's not concerned about it. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to He's if, if every other school is offering him something, he's not going to go somewhere that doesn't offer him anything. Yep. And he's a high-value guy. Miami and Georgia were the teams that were in on him. High-value guy. He's a center that is at least going to crack a two deep anywhere he goes. Has potential to push for a starting job at Auburn. Um, at the very least, he's a depth piece for you as a freshman. We saw how important depth was at center this year. And then he goes to Miami. Right before he he, he, he was a lot for us. And then I think it was like two days before he was going to announce it all flipped, NIL related. Well, Hugh Freeze, he gets it. One of his first things he did was meet with on a victory. Mm-hmm. And they're on the same page. So you don't have to worry about these kind of things anymore. You don't have to worry about them. Um, and Connor Lou flips, and that's a huge addition. So, and then now, the offensive linemen that were in this weekend, from a transfer portal mm. and a JUCO perspective, all guys that you can plug in right away. And we've talked about, we talked about last year how much of a need this was. And we all were standing there scratching our heads. What, what happened? Mm. Well, incompetence is what happened. <laughs> but a year later, here we are, and it's the complete opposite. We're not done. We're done today. Mm. But we're not done. We're especially not done on the offensive and defensive line because Hugh Freeze understands the importance of that. So we have been screaming for four or five years, tackles, 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 tackles. Well, they're coming. Mm. So it's it's refreshing. That's, that's the best word that I have for it. And, mm. man, <laughs> I... You're sitting there all day, Blake, uh, every 30 minutes, checking your phone. Yep. And it's been a long time. You are 100% correct, Dustin. And you know what, man? We were at a point in Auburn football where we were having to take defensive linemen and flip them into (laughs) offensive linemen, okay? And for some of you that don't follow it that closely – uh, that is exactly what we were having to do. Guys were being recruited on the defensive side of the football. We're having to flip over and play offensive line. So, or we, or we would get six guards. Yeah, in the class. yeah. I, I think uh, the last tackle, you know, was like the 2017 class. I, if I'm remembering off the top of my head, it was it was so far gone, man. Uh, it was just a struggle, you know. So. I look at this positivity around the around the program, and like I mentioned earlier, Dustin, uh, in the little preview to this episode, man, I said just the positivity that Brother Hugh has created. And and by the way, I love calling him Brother Hugh. I think it is the the catchiest thing uh, that we've had at Auburn in a minute, man. Uh, the, but the the positivity that he has created, the electricity around the program. I see people on Twitter and social media that are posting pictures, high school coaches, high school programs, recruits taking pictures with him. And 
they're saying, hey, look, this guy's out on the trail, man. This guy's doing it. All right. They're, they're going to a training center and they're recruiting. They're, they're taking pictures at this training center and you see six, seven guys from the, from the coaching staff. They're there watching these kids train, watching these kids work out, watching these kids prepare to be the next stars of college football. And this is something that the last staff just wasn't doing. And so you see all the positivity on social media. And it's refreshing as an Auburn fan because you know, man, look, this year's team was one of the worst Auburn teams that we've had. And somehow Auburn wins five games, Dustin. So now that right there tells me that you got a guy like Hugh Freeze in here who in the short amount of time he's been on the job, he's going to get guys into this program. He's going to get recruits in this cycle. All right, He might not get the full pie. All right, but he's going to get a couple of slices out of it. All right, and Auburn's going to be talented next year. They're going to have talent on the football field, and he is going to run an offense that is going to score points, and he's going to have a defense that shuts people down. All right, I'm not sitting here saying that Auburn wins ten games next year, but you go out and you go eight and four next year. That's positivity, Dustin. Now you go eight and four and you say, Hey, look, we were five and seven. We were six and seven. But now you look at us, all right? Brother Hugh steps in here and we're eight and four year one. Bang, right out the gate. Now you get a full recruiting cycle, Dustin. You you get the full year to say, Hey, now you can come to Auburn. All right. I, I turned this losing program under Harson around and we're eight win team now come be a part of a 10 win team come be a part of a 12 team playoff at auburn and that's the pitch man that's the pitch uh you got you got guys like smith and russell that you know hey look boy he's got smith thinking don't he hey that's that's what i'm saying man look a lot of people a lot of people are sitting here saying hey look they're alabama locks but they might be, they might be, but he's doing the work, Dustin. He's doing the work to actually sit there and say, "Hey, look, these 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 kids, you know, they're thinking, all right? They're thinking." And he's only been on the job for a month, so not even a month. I, I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't even say a month. Uh, three weeks, and you're out here trying to trying to catch big fish, you know? Whoa, Nelly. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I, I have a good recruiting story that I want to I want to tell. Go ahead, man. Let me hear it. So, because I, I want to tell this recruiting story because there's been so many bad recruiting stories. Remember Quayshawn Judkins? Yep. So, yep. a good recruiting story. Terrence Love is. I think it was our second commitment because mm-hmm. Braden Joyner was the first, and I believe Terrence Love was the second. Um, been a lock the whole time. Out of nowhere, he visits Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it breaks Friday afternoon that he's visiting Georgia Tech. And that Sylvester Smith, a four-star safety, top 300 overall player, committed to Tennessee, is at Auburn. So the natural thing that you think is, oh, okay, well, you know, two safeties, looks like Tangelo's 
might be thinking about decommitting and he's looking at all this, he takes a visit out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden you bring this kid in out of nowhere. It probably looks like, okay, you're covering your tracks. Turns out, no. Terrence Lovell just taking the visit. He's still hard commit to Auburn. And so that's just been flipped from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that wasn't on any boards. There's a little chatter about him far off, you know, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, you didn't think that coming into Friday. And out of nowhere, you have a four star safety that you flip from a team that just won 10 games, that just had its best year in a long time and has a lot of momentum. And that's a recruitment that you just got in on as well. Mm. And if Crime Dog wants him, and if, if Zach wants him, I trust him. And we're not done at the safety spot. Mm. <laughs> if they can flip Tony Mitchell, which is a possibility, uh, they feel like they're not out of it yet, they're going to take him. And then there's um, there's another safety, C.J. Johnson. Yeah, C.J. Johnson. Uh, he's down to us in Missouri. Mm. And, <laughs> and I love it, Blake. Why not? Mm. Bring them. Like, go get them. You can't have too many DBs. No, sir. Guess what? Some of them are going to hit the portal anyway. So get as many as you can, man, bring them in. I absolutely love it. It's been a long time since a guy just came in out of nowhere. And oh, no, by the way, we're flipping him from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've won a battle like that. And done it in that matter. A, a team that went what ten and two on the year. Yeah, and like I said, Hypo is a hell of a recruiter, and they've got yep. all the momentum in the world right now. Way more momentum than we do, as far as you know the way your program's projected. I mean, these have been the three horse years the Auburn's had a long time: six wins, six wins, and five wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and we're not done. I think that we're in for some surprises. The story goes that. James Carter came in there, and if you just read it, if you, it sounds like he was just kind of pretty much had his mindset on Bama, and then he had that conversation with Hugh, and he was talking about praying for me, and I don't know what I'm going to do, and then got my head messed up. I mean, these, these are quotes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just telling you, man, and in two or three weeks, I mean, does Hugh even have a house yet? <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> just, I mean, just wait. He's been... Just wait till he gets there. He gets established in the community. Carry on Johnson showed up on Saturday. Yeah, man. Sunny Lee was in there. They know what they're doing, man. Oh, Marlon Davidson popped in on Clay over at Mad Dog. Sure mm. he did. That's what it takes. That's what it takes, Dustin. That, that, yeah, they know what they're doing, man. That right there shows me... When you when you speak of of people like Carryon Johnson coming back to the program, that means people are buying in, Dustin. That means people are full head of steam behind Hugh Freeze, and I think that was our message to this fan base a couple weeks ago when he was hired, and we saw all the chatter and the pushback of Hugh Freeze, and now you're wanting to get on board. Now you're all of a sudden seeing this flip from Tennessee. And now you're seeing one of the best tight ends to hit the portal uh, in in Fairweather and and beast, dude, an absolute beast. 
absolute beast. And we know what Hugh Freeze can do with tight ends, Dustin. All right. Lando, Lando, Camden, and Fairweather in the red zone. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. And 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 you know, you, now you want to get on the train, and you know we're rolling. It's freezing in Auburn right now, and you know we we tried to tell you. <laughs> we tried to tell you, you know, and and look, if you want to get on this train and you want to start spreading positivity around this hire, I'm all for that, man. This guy is busting his tail, and he hasn't stopped. And and that just shows me with guys like Carrion coming back, man, that people are investing. Former players, instead of not coming back, are now coming back around the program, Dustin. Look, man, Darren Bates... He has his own little podcast, and I've I've listened to a couple episodes here and there, and him talk about Auburn football, and it's just kind of like when when Harson was in there, he was just kind of like, yeah, man, you know, like yeah, I don't I don't really care to go back, or you know, like hey, I'm taking my son this weekend and everything, and he's just like, you know, it just feels off, you know, everything feels off, but now with Hugh Freeze in there, you're gaining. You're gaining traction in recruiting. You're getting other SEC coaches a tad bit nervous. All right, and yeah, that's no, that's they, they definitely should be. That's what it takes, Dustin. That's what it takes, man. And look, I just feel like the last two years we've had zero energy, zero flame, zero electricity in the building, and now there's things to work with, man. There's nil. The new football only facility. You got an Olympic gold medalist walking through the building. All right, that right there. Just seeing that Olympic gold medalist. All right, she's a gymnast at Auburn. She is one of the highest NIL athletes. All right, you're sitting here talking to her face to face, and you're saying, "Hey, I could be her." All right, I come here, I show out, I could have an NIL package just like Suni Lee. All right. Uh, you look at a guy like Jabari Smith in the basketball program. He comes in, n- number what, three overall pick in the NBA draft. Uh, Auburn Athletics, you know, even though the national media wants to go off the, the rail and say that they're garbage, man, I think it's a bright spot right now. And I can't bash Auburn football all because of a coach, man. I can't do it. Uh, I think Hugh Freeze, in the three weeks that he's been on the job, I think he's done a tremendous job. I think he is going to have to uh, flip one of these big-time guys, man. I think that's what it's going to take for, for to really just really get the ball rolling, man, is if he flips one of these big-time recruits, one of these five-star guys, like a Tony Mitchell or, you know, a Russo or a Smith or whatever. Uh, I feel like that could just put Auburn just right there on the map, man, and just have have the SEC the SEC coaching trail just explode, man. I think Hugh would just uh, light a flame, and you come out, like I said, man, you win eight games next year, nine games. You're in the driver's seat to absolutely crush the trail next year. So I'm excited, man. I know um, Auburn picked up, what, two commitments, three commitments this weekend? Three. Yeah, three? Fairweather. Yep. Um, 
I know you had Fairweather. Um, you had Sylvester Smith. Um, and you had um, what's the other Steven cat? Johnson, the defensive lineman yep. that was committed to Arkansas. Yep, Stephen Johnson. Yep, yep, yep. That's it. Uh, but but Dustin, you have those three. But how how key is it to have guys like Devin Leary visit your campus? You had Grayson McCall almost visiting your campus. If it wouldn't have been for some credit issues, some academic issues, or whatever, I don't really know the whole story. But that's just kind of the rumor that came about. Man, you have these two big time quarterbacks possibly uh, coming in, and and then you have guys like Ra Ra Thomas, Dylan Johnson visiting your program and two guys in the SEC that are well known they've had big games against SEC programs like how big is that for Hugh uh, already attacking the portal like that man so with Grayson well I'll go here first uh on the portal look you got Ben Scott he's a center from Arizona State mm-hmm. we appear as of now we're the team to beat and I yep this is just this is the common theory, and it makes a lot of sense. And this is something that happens a lot. So keep this in mind with these portal guys. Uh, we're in the we're in the conversation for Isaiah Jada, and I don't want to put the boss's first name, but Miller. These are the top one and two, depending on what service you look at. JUCO tackles. Mm-hmm. Miller is down to us in Mississippi State. He'll be announcing Wednesday. We're the leader, and our offensive line coach Thornton was who he was committed to at Ole Miss. We're looking pretty good there. I think you can feel pretty confident in that one. Isaiah Jada thought he was going to commit this week because he decommitted from South Carolina shortly after his visit last weekend. Took a visit to Colorado. Kind of think that the theory there is why not go meet Deion Sanders? Um, see what he's got going on. I don't know how how much you would have got to because I watched him, you know, coach a fantastic game Saturday. Uh, but with the portal guys on offensive line, you might wait till after signing day on Wednesday because you still want to get those two tackles from Juco. Yep. And you might scare them away. If you get two or three portal guys commit on the O-line, they might look at that and say, well, hold on a second. You've been telling me that I'm going to come to Auburn and have a chance to play. So probably the smart strategy there, and I, I'm thinking that's what it is. But Ben Scott, the center from Arizona State, and then you've got Dylan Wade, the tackle from Tulsa. Listen, and, and you can look at his offers. Uh, USC's after him. He's been, he's been sought after the moment he hit the portal. You know who his head coach was. He's our offense coordinator now. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he went into the portal. There's a reason why he just visited Auburn. He will play football next year at Auburn. Yep. So, man, you start looking at these names. Look, I think we land both of the JUCO tackles, Jada and Miller, but let's just say you only land one of them. So you land Ben Scott and then you land Dylan Wade. Well, man, this offensive line starting to fill out, ain't it? Mm. Um, when it comes to Dylan Johnston, uh, a great running back. You're not going to – any running back in my league system can pass block and he can catch out of the backfield. And with a perceived leader with Dylan Johnson. And I got a feeling we're right there. Uh, Keith Newbler, I was watching all the live before we started recording. Shout out to those guys. Mm-hmm. They've been all over it this weekend. He said 
on Ra Ra, Athens has confidence and Auburn has tons of confidence. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But man, if we land Dylan, you kind of feel okay, well maybe. Uh and then you got the cornerback, uh, Brandon Marshall, he's committed to UCF. Yep. He's not going to be committed to UCF, guys. His whole family went to Auburn. His dream, he said it in his quote. I can't remember who it was, uh, but somebody, somebody from Auburn Live asked him, uh, what is, because I guess he's going to, he's going to wait till Wednesday to announce. Uh, and maybe he might just go ahead and do what he's going to do. But even in his, even in his quote where he said he, he's still going to, he's still deciding, he called Auburn his dream school. Mm. So, so he's coming. And then we'll talk about the quarterbacks. Look, you get those offensive linemen and you're building that line. You've already added a weapon at tight end and fair weather. Mm-hmm. I like our receiving core anyway. I think mm. it's the most underrated room on this team. Mm. So I already like where that's at. Uh, but say you add a rah-rah. So you add a Dylan. Look, so um, Jeffrey Jeffrey Lee yep. said it right before we started recording. The issue with Grayson is this, and Grayson was going to commit this weekend, and God, that'll drive you nuts. <laughs> it'll man. drive you nuts. It hurts. Uh, it, it sucks. We've had this happen before, and I, I man, I was I was upset at this because this was supposed to get fixed. Mm-hmm. This hurt us several times last year. It's I don't. It's something about progress towards credits or towards degree or so, something along those lines. This got us with Desi Seals. Yep. This has got us across multiple sports. It's a it's a problem specific to Auburn. I'm sorry. I'm not up on the specifics of it, but I know that it is not a problem that faces a lot of SEC schools. It's something in our academic, something in our credit department. Some of y'all listening probably know more about it than I do. Um. What I do know is it's got to get fixed. In order for Grayson to come to Auburn, he's got to get 30 hours done in some course before August. Mm. He ain't coming to Auburn. And that sucks because that's a plug. You plug him into the Hugh Freeze system right away. Mm. Uh, so that one, as excited as we are, that really, that really would have made the weekend go. But at the end of the day, you've got Leary, who I'm not as high on Leary as Grayson just because Hugh Freeze likes the RPO. The R stands mm-hmm. for run. Yep. Leary ain't running. Yep. But the kid's got a cannon arm. They don't, they don't think that the injury is any issue at all. I have no issue with it if you put the line around him. Yeah, because if it the the scouting report on him is the deep ball is the best is his best ball. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about you, Blake. I wouldn't mind saying Auburn will play some deep balls again. But <laughs> That's a fact, man. Feels like it's been ages. You you know what I mean? Like a big a big play. How about a sixty yard bomb? How about that? How about a big play? Take the top off the defense. Mm. Feels like it's been a while, man. No doubt. So and. He declined interviews coming out. He's going to be a sought-after guy. Uh, something kind of leaked on a message board. Quickly got deleted. 
if you call it in time, you know what I'm talking about. You feel pretty confident if you saw that. Mm-hmm. That Leary is coming. Yep. If if that's the route they want to go, I guess Hugh is still going to try to work out Leary or uh, McCall, see what he can do there. I don't know. Here's one thing on that. I don't anticipate whatever this credit issue is hurting Auburn again. Mm. I think that Hugh Freeze will get that fixed. Mm. Well, Dustin, uh, that was a... Some good insight, man. I, I really enjoyed that, man. Uh, you, you really follow recruiting hard. You break it down on this podcast hard. And I always enjoy having you on, having you be a part of this podcast, man. So uh, wrapping this thing up tonight, Dustin, man, if you could, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, you drop your social media stuff, man, where everybody can find you. And uh, the floor is yours, man. We haven't recorded in a week. It's the holidays, so mm-hmm. we're busy and we have things going on. <laughs> yeah. But I want to say this because uh, we haven't recorded since. Mike Leach was a hell of a guy. Mm. And I've been praying for him. I've been praying for his family, um, the Mississippi State Bulldog family. I can't imagine, man. That's really tough. One of my favorite coaches and – it sucks because when you get older, these things happen to guy. I mean, I've been watching Mike Leach coach football my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ran his playbooks on NCAA back in the day on PlayStation. Uh, I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting next to a Texas fan on the famous Graham Harold a Crabtree play. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and the thing I love about Mike Leach the most. It's just doing it your way and a time when it's becoming so hard to do that. Yep. And he never wavered off of who he was. He never took himself too serious, but he was still serious. Yep. And I mean, largest comeback in Auburn, you know, largest bone league in Auburn history, largest comeback for a road team ever in Jordan Hare. So Mm -hmm. he put his dent on us, that's for sure. Um, so Mike Leach will be missed. And as far as everything going on with Auburn right now, these next couple of days are going to be fun. It's not over. The commitments are going to keep rolling in. Mm-hmm. Brother Hugh is at the pulpit. So <laughs> just open up and listen. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, Brother Hugh has come to save us. He is going to lead us to the promised land out of this desert. <laughs> and here's the thing, man. You don't. Recruiting doesn't win the game by itself. And we mm-hmm. talked about that with Gus Miles on. But I can tell you what not recruiting does, and that's lose the game for you. Yeah. You can lose a game in recruiting or a lack thereof. So this is a good first step. And good thing is, Freeze has a track record of developing guys too. So mm. we'll get to see that as it goes. And with the basketball, we'll just have to kind of wait to see. I agree we're not playing good right now. Yep. But then we have a good coach, and we have good players, and plenty of opportunities to get it right. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Wednesday now. Probably the most excited for a game, basketball-wise, I have been this year will be Wednesday. Because we're we're over hits the road kind of thing now. Let's see what you got. Uh, It's time to start improving. We've hit hit a little adversity. The the cupcakes are out the way. Hmm. 
you're in the tough part now. So it's time to get this stuff figured out and see what this basketball team has. And a go-to guy's got to step up, and some leaders got to step up. Mm. And that may not be something that we see, but somebody behind the scenes has got to step up. And maybe they're already there. Maybe it just has to get worked out on the court. But that's the kind of thing that's going to lead this team to where it needs to go. So um, what a day Wednesday is going to be, right? Signing <laughs> day, and then we play Washington. So, yeah, man, buckle up. It's fun. And then me and you, you know, you know how we baseball right around the corner as well. Mm-hmm. So fun times, man. I love it. Yeah, Dustin, uh, I know you mentioned the the passing of Mike Mike Leach, man. Um, you know, I wanted to say before we get off of here, I had a death in the in the softball community that I've played for over 10 years, man. Uh, one of the guys, Mr. Tommy Deshera, he is a part of Sonny Deshera's family. Uh, you know, I put on Twitter the other day, I remember the day he he messaged me, man, and he said, Blake, Sonny is transferring to Auburn. And he said, and when I tell you this, he said, Sonny is going to change the way people look at Auburn baseball. And Mr. Tommy passed away of a, of a massive heart attack. Uh, he was actually at the softball field. He was leaving to go get in his truck. And, uh, it, you know, it, it happened, man. And, and it's, it's, it's super tough. It's super difficult. And, I kind of look at him and him and Mike Leach in a similar way, man, and and they both passed uh, right next, you know, <laughs> right next to each other, man, and it just made me think they were two people that they said what was on their mind. They didn't care what you really thought about it. They were two of the most nicest people you will ever meet, and Losing both of them, man, like I look at Mike Leach and the impact that he made on SEC football and, and college football, man, college, not just the SEC. I just I give a lot of praise to him for coming to the SEC because a lot of people told him that his style wouldn't work in this conference, right. and it did. And, you know, kudos to Mike Leach and the legacy that he left. And I look at my guy, Mr. Tommy, and – Everything that he done for the game of slow pitch softball, man, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't one of these guys that loved to argue and do all this. He just wanted to play, man. He wanted to spread his knowledge with anybody who would listen. He played the game of co-ed. Um, any, any guys and girls that wanted to listen to his knowledge that could improve their game, man, that's what he was about. And he was there every single Saturday and Sunday. If there was a tournament, he was there, man. It didn't matter. He traveled all across the southeast playing playing softball, and he was just an amazing person. Um, I know his arrangements are this week, so I won't be available uh, Tuesday to record. But National Signing Day coming up, man, on Wednesday. I'm excited about that. Um, but, yeah, man, losing those two guys right there that close to each other. Uh, they just reminded me so much of each other, so I, I wanted to say that. And and you know, Mike Leach, him. The last thing I'll say is there was a press conference of him up in Pullman when he was at Washington State, and they asked him, "Man, what's the best party spot that you've you've been to? Like, what's one place you would go to if you had a party?" Um, to to celebrate and he said you know there's this one place down in orange beach alabama 
and he said it, he said it's called the floor Bama and it's right on the Florida Alabama line and it's just a little pub and you know there's a spot where you can walk out and you see the water and the beach and the stars over the water and he said it's the most magnificent place you will ever go in your life and he said you know you can just you pay like five ten dollars get a big bucket of crawfish and you can have your beer there and you're listening to to bands play and he said it's just the most relaxing place on on the face of the earth man and and he said the the beach is just uh, pearly white and and you know the water man he said it's just amazing about that place and and you know him showing love to where i've grown up my entire life uh he was always uh, somebody i like to follow in in college football so um rest in peace to both of those men uh they were they were great people even though i didn't know mike leach personally uh he was one heck of a dude man he always kept it straight up and kept it 100 so um you know i i hate it for for their families sending prayers and love to both families and man Dustin, I really appreciate you being a part of this podcast, man. Uh, just the growth and everything that we've had over the past couple months. Uh, the people who listen, we really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, and and just hang in there with us. I know, like I said, and Dustin said, with the holidays and um, you know me not being available this Tuesday, we will follow National Signing Day Wednesday, and we will have an episode recapping that and the basketball game. Uh, and and we will be here with you so dustin man like i said i appreciate you coming on like always every sunday uh, you can find us here if you can jump over to apple podcast give us a review rate the show uh, you can find us on spotify uh, we're trying to get the youtube channel up and kicking uh, trying to put some more videos up on there so if you could go subscribe there we would love that but with that being said dustin i'll leave you with a war damn eagle brother hey, war eagle, buddy. all right man we're out we'll catch you on the next one Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. Ready.